Enrique Pinheiro, and welcome back to the Hawk Show Talk Show, a Seattle Seahawks podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and I also post highlights on TikTok and post and tweets on Instagram and Twitter. My handle on all these platforms is at Hawk Show Talk Show. If you want to follow or keep up, and if you can't find it through that, I have my link tree in the bio or description of just about all my platforms. And you can go to that and it gives you hyperlinks for every platform I'm on. So yeah, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Seattle Seahawks signing tight end Gerald Everett, the former Ram. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk some Hawk. So last week, I believe it was day two of free agency, the Seahawks signed uh, former Rams tight end, he's a free agent, Gerald Everett. Uh, it was a it's a one year deal worth it's a six mil uh, up to seven mil with incentives but not a big deal uh, it's still a pretty cheap deal especially uh, some other free agents tight ends got paid way more like Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry they got like twelve twelve point five mil I believe which you know they're higher tier tight ends but that's a lot more money and I'm very happy with what we got first of all the reason I like Gerald Everett so much is because he's way more physical and like. Just more athletic, I would say, than the past tight ends the Seahawks have had. Uh, we've had guys like Greg Olson and Will Disley and Jacob Hollister that they've made nice plays. Uh, Jacob Hollister's made a lot of nice plays that uh, I love. Congrats to him on signing with the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Uh, and Will Disley, we still have him. He's, he's decent. But we've never had a real guy who can, like, you know, get that rack, get the run after catch, get the, the yak, the yards after catch. He, like... I've, I've watched his highlights, I've watched film, and I think he could be a real game changer for us. He's almost just like a big receiver uh, in the way that he can break tackles and he's much faster than all our former tight ends. Uh, and yeah, I'm super excited. I think he's also a really good run blocker. Uh, Disley's a great run blocker, but Hollister and, and Olsen were not good run blockers. So I think that, you know, this this could be another, another big uh, advantage of having... Gerald Everett and also the last time we had a tight end like this where like the receiving aspect is like where or like yeah I'd say the receiving and like the run off the catch is the main aspect was Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Graham first off we gave up a lot for him uh, first round pick and Max Unger our starting uh, center who was he was a very good center and obviously we had we've had a hole there ever since uh, still not even fill that I don't think Ethan Postage comes close to filling that hole but yeah we gave a lot for Jimmy Graham and that was a fluke it, it didn't work out he was he, he he clutched up at some moments but mainly wasn't too good wasn't what we wanted and I think this gives us that same opportunity but so much for so much cheaper for so much less capital we didn't we just give up six mil just on a free agent it was so much easier the only thing is this, he, it's a one-year deal, so this is not... We could re-sign him after, obviously, but I still think the tight end position has to be addressed because as much as we love Will Disley, as much as we love to bring Luke Wilson back, every every off, like every so often, we've got to bring him back at least once a year. What he, He's been on the Seahawks like four different times or something. It's crazy. Uh, as much as people might like Kobe Parkinson, the fifth-round pick, I believe, 6'7", out of Stanford, these are not stud guys that you know, are really going to help change the game. Like, they might make a couple nice plays here and there, but it's not what I would like on the Seahawks. I want, like, a game changer. And I think Gerald Everett, he could be that. There's potential. Like, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, he was the backup on the Rams. He was Higby's backup. So, you know, people could say, oh, like, it's just the Seahawks signing another backup, which it's true. But Higby is the type of 
player that I don't want on the Seahawks anymore, like like Olsen, like Hollister, and honestly, like Disley. I like Disley, but it's not what I want to see on the field. I, I want a fast and aggressive and athletic guy, and Disley's not that. He's just tall, good blocker, and can, can make nice catches, but that's not what I want. Gerald Everett, I think it's perfect. I think it's awesome. The only thing is, as I said, it's a one-year deal. So this, the tight end, kind of the, I wouldn't say a hole, but just the no, nothing special there we've had for the past couple years, I still think it needs to be addressed. And the way I would like to address it is still in the draft. I know that we still have a lot of holes. Uh, I would say that our main holes right now are maybe corner. Corner needs to be addressed. But the thing with cornerbacks is, I don't enjoy having rookie corners and it's someone's fault, but you know, transitioning from being a cornerback in college football to the NFL is a, it's a big change and corners that are elite today still were not good in their uh, first couple seasons. Uh, I'm a big AJ Green guy and I was watching AJ Green highlights uh, the other day and he was getting absolute, uh, he was toasting just absolutely just like he had like 20 yards on Trey White, who's like an elite corner now. So you wouldn't see that happening today, obviously. But I know AJ Green is a bad, kind of a bad example because he was elite. Uh, what like my five, five years ago when I'm giving the example. But same thing like Marlon Humphrey. A lot of elite cornerbacks, they have it's 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 hard for them because they're not used to it. They have really bad rookie and sophomore years. So I can expect. Like, I'm going to expect from a rookie or sophomore corner, if we send them at the start there, it's not going to be very good. And honestly, I don't want that right now. We have uh, DJ Reed, who I love. Trey Flowers is doing what I hope. I just uh, described with Trey White and Marlon Humphrey, which I don't have that those high of expectations for him, honestly. But that, you know, it was a rookie and a sophomore and then uh, kind of, you know, slump. And then last year, his junior or whatever, you want, his third year, uh, it was much better than the other two years. It wasn't elite or anything. It wasn't special, except that D-Hop game I would call special. He clamped him up. But, you know, he's growing, and I'm excited for that. Same thing, Akella Witherspoon. We just signed him off the Niners. Uh, I talk about him in a different episode if you want to check that out. But, like, maybe this could be the time for them to step up. I just don't want to have a rookie corner that we kind of have to, we kind of have to, you know, raise and groom and, and turn into a good corner. I'd rather just, you know, I'd rather just go out and sign Sherman right now. But that's also me uh, having a fan favorite bias. Anyways, corner. I wouldn't draft a corner right now. I don't want to. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam linebacker, uh, strong side. Could bring back KJ. I don't see it happening. I still wouldn't draft a linebacker there. I like Brooks and Bobby. We come in a lot, in a lot of nickel. Uh whether that's Ugo or Blair, I don't think having a third linebacker is that important, especially because I want to see Brooks more. I know if we bring KJ back, Brooks is, he'll still probably start in the 4-3 scheme that uh, we start with, but he won't be a starter when we run nickel, like I just said. Like KJ is probably going to get more playing time. I don't really want to see that happen. I love Brooks. I'm excited for Brooks. I want to see him in more. I wouldn't have the linebacker. Wide receiver, maybe, even though I want to sign Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon if he gets reinstated. Uh, and I know this rookie wide receiver class is insane. It's a great class. So I wouldn't, I, I honestly wouldn't be unhappy getting receiver. Uh, center, that's that's the only real argument against what I'm going to say here because Ethan Postage is not the answer there. So maybe we'll, we'll just have to center with the second round pick. But I, what I want with the second round pick, which what I've been leading to this whole time, I've been rambling, I know, is I want us to draft, if he's still there, Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan is exactly what i want he's perfect for my idea of the seahawks future he's 
literally Gerald Everett, but I think faster and more athletic. Gerald Everett, what I was saying was uh, great run after the catch, great uh, yards after the catch, great rack and yak, uh, a good run blocker, and uh, Brevin Jordan out of the U is just perfect for that. Plus, what I said, Gerald Everett, it's a one-year deal. If we want to, I guess, like, he's... It, it makes sense, honestly, to take Brevin Jordan it, with, with Gerald Everett. Like, Gerald Everett doesn't put it out of the equation because Brevin Jordan's going to be a rookie, so we don't know if we want him starting all season long. Like, what if it doesn't work out? So Gerald Everett's good to have there. But let's say that we draft Brevin Jordan, and I'm going to come out and say it. I'm super biased. I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. I'm really biased. It's all about the U. But I think Brevin Jordan's perfect. We we draft Brevin Jordan with the, the 55th, 56th, whatever overall pick. Sits behind Gerald Everett, but wouldn't be sitting on the bench really. We come out in two tight ends, that's plenty. It'd be, uh, just enough playing time for Brevin Jordan. It'd be perfect. We see Gerald Everett, what he does if he fits in the system, this new Shane Waldron offense we're going to run. And then Brevin Jordan is the future of that. He's literally Gerald Everett, the exact same play style. I've watched him for two years. The only college football I watch is Kane's games. And I think Brevin Jordan's great. There was a, a carousel of quarterbacks at the U, uh, like Tate Martell. Jaron Williams, Derek King this past year, a lot of them, and Brevin Jordan made it work with all of them. Crazy uh, after the catch, he's a great route runner. He's just really strong, really athletic. I would love the Seahawks to get him. That's my that's my dream pick. My dream draft pick never gets picked by the Seahawks, uh, so maybe I'm jinxing it, but I don't know. This It's an out-of-the-box pick, and the Seahawks love going out-of-the-box, so you never know. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'll draft Brevin Jordan with our first selection in the 2021 NFL Draft. Anyways, the video is not about him. It's about Gerald Everett. Uh, but I just want kinda, to kind of address the tight end position with that. And yeah, I'm super happy that we signed Gerald Everett. I think it's a great signing, a great young and new tight end for us. And I think he will fit perfectly in the Shane Waldron scheme as they're already familiar with each other, obviously, from their time in LA. And I think it's perfect. That's it for today, guys. If you want to let me know anything you want you want to see me discuss or address in a future episode, you can comment it uh, depending on what platform you're on uh, to let me know. Or in my link tree, I have a Microsoft Forms, a submissions box where you can just request or ask me anything and I'll address it in a video. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching, watching depending on what platform you're on. And yeah, have a nice day, you guys. Bye.